You're listening to a word from the Lord, the podcast. My name is Pastor Michael E. Tong, and I serve as the senior pastor of the Bethlehem Baptist Church right here in Paul's Valley, Oklahoma. And I'm also a co-founder of a word from the Lord, Inc. And when you get an opportunity, I would love for you to visit our website at awftl with Dr. Michael and Kimberly Eton.org. AWF is uh, the initials for Word from the Lord, with spelled out, Dr. Michael and Kimberly Eton.org. And you can get to know our ministry and our vision. And in short, our vision is to share the Word of God with as many people as we can, and in many ways as we can, in Jesus' name. So if you'd like to support our ministry, after you listen to the message, God use uh, this message to touch and reach you in such a way that you would like to give. Uh, visit that website, AWFTL, with Dr. Michael McKimbleEton.org or call 1-855-510-1397. To announce that we will begin broadcasting on the first Sunday in June of 2023 on the Now Television Network. It's the second largest African-American television network. And it also is a satellite uh, also. And we're going to be broadcasting uh, throughout Europe. Uh, we heard in London, Paris, throughout that corridor, as well as all over Africa. So we are excited about joining the team at the Now Television Network. We're calling all of our prayer warriors to begin to intercede on behalf of the television program that God would use it in mighty and awesome ways to impact the body of Christ not only in America we'll be heard in America but all around the world so we want to thank you in advance and now I want to take you to the Bethlehem Baptist Church it is Sunday October the 22nd 2023 I'm continuing in my series that I've entitled the B-Series. And today we're going to be looking at a message entitled Be Formidable. Be Formidable. We're going to be looking at 1 Samuel chapter 14 verses 6 and 7. And now, without any further ado, let's get into the service where we'll get into the Word. Amen. Praise the Lord. Amen. And praise the Lord. Uh, this coming Friday, we will be fasting and praying from 8 a.m. to 8 p.m. And we will be praying throughout all the week. And I have uh, Reverend Chad Gray. I need you to add him back to the list. Uh, and... We praying. We're praying for ultimately God's ultimate healing, but the doctors have told him um, that he has to start dialysis and that he may need a, kid, a kidney. And uh, we're we're praying, and, and we do believe that God can do it ultimately, or He can go through the whole process. Um, his brother has already volunteered to give him a kidney, so. Uh, we just have to pray that if that's the route God wants to heal him, that they do match. Amen. Um, so uh, continue to pray. And when you see people's name on the list, it's uh, 
it's usually heavier than it appears. Um, I, I try not to tell uh, details, but if, they, if they're on the list, please uh, continue to uh, fast and pray. Amen? Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. A few other announcements. Uh, uh, there's one announcement. We didn't get a letter, uh, but Reverend Johnson of Gilfield and Davis, uh, his pastor's appreciation today is at three o'clock and they will be feeding beforehand and if the Holy Spirit leads you I want you to come and join there and also we're going to have our Chickasaw District musical tonight at 7 p.m. at Mount Zion in Ardmore, Oklahoma and uh, we're excited that this Monday uh we're going to be entering to, uh, yes, what well, was 6 p.m.? For the musical. Yeah, 6 p.m. for the musical. And Monday, uh, we're starting our revival. Our revivalist yeah. is Dr. John, who? Adolf. Adolf. Dr. John Adolf, Monday through Wednesday. And this is just a little clip uh, for those who may not know him. I'm, I'm, I'm almost a bastard. Do you get God's hand on your situation? If I were to teach you what this text gives us, would you do it? All right. There are three things that just leap out in observation to me, and I'll share them, and I'll take them. Number one, if you want the hand of God, listen, you have to be broken beyond your capacity to fix it. seven o'clock. Amen. 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 And praise the Lord. I can say the benediction. We go home. Amen. <laughs> so, of course, we're not going to have a Zoom Bible study on Wednesday. Um, and also this next Sunday, I've been asked to go and share at Dr. Eddie Copeland's uh, eight uh, 
Pastor's Anniversary there in Pilgrim at 3 p.m. And they will be feeding as well. And also, Bethlehem, we will be hosting our annual Fellowship Day here on the 5th, November the 5th. Uh, and we'll be breaking bread. Now, all we have to do is open the doors and, and use our gifts of hospitality. Everybody else is like a, a, a potluck. Uh, I believe the district is providing the food, uh, the meat. And, uh, and the service is going to start at 3.30. And that's November the 5th. Amen. Amen and praise the Lord. We're continuing a series today um, that I've entitled... Uh, the B series, the B series. And we've been standing on Joshua chapter one, verse nine, where it tells us to be strong and courageous. Uh, uh, do not be afraid. Uh, do not be discouraged uh, for the Lord, your God will be with you everywhere you go. This month, uh, the month of loyalty, and then we have a great time with uh, the loyalty revival. Amen. Amen. I said, didn't we have a great time in the loyalty revival? You see, this month uh, we we're seeing that being loyal to God requires total commitment to God. Right. Amen. And that's the commitment that we made at the end of the loyalty revival is to totally be committed to God. Amen. Amen. And not to struggle with whether we're going to be or not be. God has you on the earth. No mom and daddy may be gone. Your brothers, sisters, you may be going through some stuff. And uh, you may have been trying to struggle on whether you're going to be or not be. God says for you to be. Amen. Yes, he, does. he gives you the breath and life for you to serve him. Uh, we talked about this month to be fearless, be faithful, be fierce. <clears throat> and uh, today we're going to talk about be formidable, be formidable. And uh, we're going to be looking at 1 Samuel chapter 14, verses 6 through 7. Would you please stand in reverence to the word of God, stand symbolically saying that I will stand on the word of God. And let's read this out loud together at the same time on three. One, two, three. Jonathan said to his young armor bearer, Come, let us go over to the outposts of those uncircumcised men. Perhaps the Lord will act in your behalf. Nothing can hinder the Lord from saving, whether by many or by few. Do all that you have in mind, his armor bearer said. Go ahead, I am with you, heart and soul. Amen. Amen. may be seated. In the household of the Lord, we're talking about today, be formidable. Be formidable. We're going to share all around three points. The Holy Spirit gives us utterance. Uh, we're going to talk about the request of Jonathan. We're going to talk about the risk of Jonathan. We're going to talk about the reasoning of Jonathan. Mm -hmm. And we want Christians to know today that Christians should be formidable because the Lord is on their side. Christians should be Formidable because the Lord is on their side. Let's look at this brief video, then we'll get to the you word. You say that Jonathan understood the principle 
For nothing restrains the Lord from saving by many or by few. This was wise courage in God. Many in Israel probably believed this as a theological truth, but very few men believed it enough to do something. Jonathan's faith was demonstrated by his works. Jonathan also said, nothing restrains the Lord. You know, the only thing that could possibly be said to restrain God is our unbelief. You can find a reference to that in Matthew chapter 13, verse 58. God's power is never restrained, but his will may be restrained by our unbelief. He may choose not to act until we partner with him in I know trust. You're right. Amen. God had a trusted partner in Jonathan. Jonathan also knew that God could work by many or by few. The odds were already against Israel. Did it matter if it was a million to one or a thousand to one? Numbers or odds don't restrain God. Unbelief could. Jonathan never read the New Testament, but he had a Romans 8.31 kind of heart. If God be for us, who can be against us? Jonathan had little faith in himself, but he had great faith in God. Well, it must have been encouraging when Jonathan's assistant said, Go then, here, I'm with you. All right. When we step out in faith, encouragement can make all the difference for good, and discouragement can make all the difference for defeat. Right. Amen. Amen. And praise the Lord. Let's <clears throat> look at the maps. Let's look at the maps, sir. This battle. All right. Very good. Um, is a battle of, if you want to hit, look it up, uh, it, Mike Mash. Mick Mash. Yeah, Mick Mash. Right. And um, it was a very unique battle, mm -hmm. especially when it was concerning Jonathan and his armor bearers. Uh, Saul was over here in the Israelite camp, but here they are, two of them. Mm. And they were going to have to make their way up here to where the camp was. All right, there were 600 men with Saul, mm -hmm. okay? okay? There were 200, I mean, there were two uh, with Jonathan. And the Bible doesn't say how many was up here, but after the earthquake, uh, it was a mass exodus to where they ran uh, back to where they were from. Mm -hmm. And uh, this is it on, on the maps, on the maps. Mm -hmm. The request of Jonathan. Jonathan said to his young armor bearer, Come, let us go to the outposts of those uncircumcised Philistines. Mm -hmm. um, come here, loyalty revival. Let's make some observations. All right. Yes, sir. First of all, we observe Jonathan. Now, who is Jonathan? Son of Saul. He's the son of Saul. And who is Saul? The king, the king of Israel. The king of Israel. So he is the heir apparent to right. the kingdom. Yes, he is a prince mm -hmm. 
Um, and uh, he's on the seas, and Jonathan, let's make these observations, that Jonathan, when he wanted to go up against, oh, the Philistine, anybody know about the Philistines? Oh, yes. Yes, sir. One of the most hated uh, groups uh, that would come against the people of God. Right. Amen. And you remember David, and he faced the Philistine. Right. Goliath uh, was from Gath, which was a Philistine city. Hello, somebody. Um, So Jonathan, uh, did he have a meeting with his daddy, the king? No, no. Jonathan, did he have a meeting? And remember we said, ask questions, ask questions. (laughs) Did did he meet with the 600 men? Uh, Did did he come together with them all to come up with a strategy? No. Uh, Jonathan, who did he talk to? Did he talk to one of the wise men of the city? Did he talk to the prophet? As a matter of fact, the prophet was with Saul back then with the 600 men. Now, who did he talk to? The young armor bear. The young armor bear. Hello, somebody. A lot of times, especially in our context, uh, uh, we don't like to deal or have young folk in leadership. All right. Yeah. We, we, we don't have to, we, 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 we shut out young folk uh, and we don't think that they have anything to offer because they, because they're young. Hello, somebody. They can't, they, they, uh, we're dealing with sophisticated problems. Uh, uh, why do I need to consult somebody uh, that's young, somebody that don't know nothing? Asked old brother David when he came up to against the Philistine. What was David when he came up Against Goliath, he was young. Hello, somebody. If you want stuff to change in the world, usually it is done by young people. Hello, somebody. I used to always wonder how and why every preacher that I know said that they marched with Dr. King. I I used to always wonder about why would they always say that. And God gave me a little revelation. He said because they were marching with Dr. Uh, Dr. King when they were young. All right. It was teenagers and, and young people, young boys and young girls who was fighting on the on the battle lines. They were the ones being put in prison. You know why? Because young folk don't have nothing to lose. Hello, somebody. Yeah. Oh, when we get older, we got too much to you lose, and we don't want to take any risk. Oh, we don't want to try anything new because uh, we're sad in our ways. But Jonathan didn't ask the king, didn't ask the warriors of the time, didn't even ask the prophet. Hello, somebody. Because guess what? If he would have asked, you know what the, uh, the, the answer would have been? Should, should me and my armor bearer go up against the Philistines? You know what the, uh, the answer would have been? No. no! Hello, somebody. <laughs> no, are you crazy? You done lost your ever-loving mind. You you better, we better pray about it. Hello, somebody. Get spiritual. You better pray about it. Oh, but guess what? 
Oh, his uh, young armor bearer would co-sign a little later. Hello, somebody. But Jonathan asked him, said, come, let us go over to the outpost of those of the circumcised men. Let us go up. Just the two of us go up. Oh, and battle and war. This was his request. He was able to do that because of what? Because of Hello Sunday School, because he believed. Hello, somebody. Matthew chapter 19, 26 said, Jesus looked at them and said, with man, this is impossible. But with God, all things are possible. It was impossible. Oh, for Jonathan and his armor bearers to go up against the uncircumcised Philistine. It was impossible. It was impossible. Oh, because they were outnumbered. It was impossible because they had to go up to them. You know, some of the greatest snipers in the world, they made a movie about the sniper and usually snipers or what? They're not usually on the same level. They're up high. Hello, somebody. Looking down. Jonathan, uh, if you could tell that he he didn't seem to have any military strategic planning. Oh, that he did. He just wanted to step out on the promises of God. Hello, somebody. Uh, Because he believed. And I know he didn't know this text. Oh, in Matthew, but his belief says, oh, that with man this is impossible, but with God all things are impossible. What are you facing today, Bethlehem? What are the challenges, oh, that overwhelm you today? What what are the things that the devil has shown you that cause you to fear? What are the things that would make you want to sit back at the post, as opposed to go up against, oh, the Philistine? What what are the things that you are facing? Oh, is it is it something in your body that needs to be healed? I believe today that God. Has the ability oh to heal your body, but guess what? Even if he don't, hello somebody. Amen. Guess what? We still gonna praise his holy name, his holy name. But I believe that he is the answer. Hello, somebody. Oh, to every problem that I face, I believe. Oh, even in situations that that I have no experience with God in, and we're gonna learn a little bit about that a little later. Ah, but this was his request. What is your request? Oh, will you take a risk for the Lord? Will you step out on the promises of God without a committee meeting? Hello, somebody. Without consulting even the pastor. Oh, and that there was a prophet amongst them. Jonathan. Hello, somebody. His request. Well, let's go. And he believed he could be formidable. And from the ground, like this picture shows, that they all top. And he was willing to go up. This, this was the risk. And this, this is why I believe, I believe, I believe, I, I, I love me some Jonathan. He said, perhaps, the wrist of Jonathan, perhaps the Lord will act on our behalf. Hello, somebody. Uh, first of all, let's do some other, do some other investigation, investigate. 
But you take this risk on a perhaps. But you take this risk that you go up over to the uh, to fight this battle on a perhaps. All right. Hello, somebody. All right. It doesn't seem that he really had a made up mind, but, but the thing is, though, but his actions were made up. Hello, somebody. Mm. Right. Hello, somebody. Oh, it was a perhaps, but he didn't move like a perhaps. Hello, somebody. He didn't walk like a perhaps. Oh, he believed that God would work on their behalf. Hello, somebody. Sometimes you'll face situations where your mind may not be made up, but your heart is. His mind said perhaps, but his heart says God will move. God will work. God will deliver. You know, sometimes, oh, that's why we got to love God with all our heart, mind, and soul. Oh, because sometimes our minds, oh, won't put us in the right place as our heart. Hello, somebody. Oh, he said perhaps, but his heart said that the Lord will act in our behalf. Do you believe? Hello, All right. That God will act on your behalf. Do you believe in the circumstances and the challenges and the problems that you're facing today? Do you believe in your unemployment? Do you believe Oh, when your money is funny, your change is trying? Do you believe going to the divorce? Do you believe going to bankruptcy? Do you believe not knowing where your next meal is coming from? Do you believe that God would work or act on your behalf? You see, you've got to have a personal and intimate relationship with God to believe that he will work. Oh, hello, Lord T. Revival. That's what we're trying to produce. Folk that developed intimate oh, relationship with God. Folk who don't just read the Bible, but study the Bible. Get into the Word. Oh, folk who will do their investigation and observation. Folk who will learn to interpret the Word of God and not, not end up in a dead end as we learned last week. We don't want to end up in a dead end. We want to apply this uh, this thing to our life. Uh, and the application for today is, uh, is that whatever your problem is, uh, that you came here today uh, looking for God to work. Uh, perhaps some of you are like that woman uh, in the crowd who said, if I could just have, if I could just touch, uh, perhaps if I could just touch uh, the hem of his garment, uh, he can make me whole and well again. Uh, uh, somebody came here looking for a word from the Lord. And you thought, perhaps if I show up in Sunday school, perhaps if I show up in Sunday service, perhaps if I'm around the body of Christ and the people of God, oh, God can work and God can move. You woke up this morning, perhaps if I pray about it, oh, perhaps if I read my words, perhaps, oh, God has a word for you today. And he says that I am on your side in Jesus' name. 
Yes, sir. He's on your side. You ain't got to be a part of a mega church for him to be on your side. Many folk believe the more people in the church, the more powerful God is. But Jonathan talks and comes against this theology. He said, perhaps God can act on our behalf. Oh, because he believes that God could save by me or us or by few. Be a part of a mega church uh, to experience the uh, power of God. Uh, God can work right here amongst the few, uh, and He also can work uh, amongst the many. Uh, it's not the people, oh, it's the God uh, that you serve. Uh, oh, in Jesus' name, oh, God will act uh, on your behalf uh, in Jesus' name. Yeah. Jeremiah tells us in Jeremiah 32 and 17. All right. All right. He says, oh, Lord God, exclamation point. Oh, Lord God, you have made the heavens and the earth by your great power and outstretched arms. He said, what? Nothing is too difficult for you. Nothing is too difficult for God. That situation that you face, uh, that you deem impossible, it's not impossible. It's not uh, impossible, impossible. Oh, by God! But you have to believe. Hello, somebody. Amen. You have to believe young because really you can't get saved without being young. Hello, All somebody. Right. Woo. Well, Hello, somebody. That's why he said, suffer the little children to me. And he makes the statement that we all have to come like this child. Hello, somebody. Right, we all have to believe that, that, that God, all things are possible. All things are possible. Amen. Thank you, Jonathan, for this great example. As we go into this last point, as we challenge you to be formidable, be formidable. The risks. And the reasoning. All right, the reasoning. The reasoning, Jonathan. Ha, ah, reason. The reasoning. All right. He said, nothing <laughs> can hinder the Lord from saving. Stop there. Nothing. Make that observation. What does nothing mean? <laughs> Y'all got that. <laughs> That's the observation. Mm -hmm. Nothing means nothing. All right. Amen. Hello, somebody. Yes, no thing is, 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 is impossible with God. Nothing. He yes, said nothing can hinder God. He, he, he didn't even say stop. Right. He said, nothing can hinder. Nothing can cause God to pause. Nothing can hinder. You know, you can hinder me. Hello, somebody. All right. You can hinder me by uh, making me sick in my body. That, that will hinder me. You know, God can't get sick in his body. All right. Amen. Hello, somebody. Nothing can hinder. Nothing can oppose at any point of who God is. And what he does, 
Hello, somebody. A stop sign can hinder me. I have to stop. A red light can hinder me. I have to uh, stop. A yield sign on the freeway can hinder me. Nothing can cause God to yield. Nothing can cause God to stop. Oh, in Jesus' name, nothing can hinder the Lord from saving. Hello, somebody. Is anybody here today need some saving? Hello, somebody. Now, I know most of us here have soul salvation. Oh, but this had to do with real life. This had to do with real wars. This was in the real world. And he said that he needed, that the people of God need saving. And nothing can hinder God from saving. Because he is God. And God all by himself. And God alone. That's why, oh, most of us who know God, oh, will encourage you when you come into this place. Right. Don't look for who's not here. Right. All right. Ooh, ooh, let me yeah. say that again. All right. Don't look for who's not here. All right. You need to look for who's here. Because who's here, it is an affront against God for you to come in a worship service of who he is and you to think that such and such is missing. All right. Yeah, yeah. It is a front on God. Many churches and people are struggling with this today, large and small, because they don't have as many folk as they used to have. And it's causing them a problem. And I've heard over the last week that we don't have as many people as we used to have from preachers. And I had to pose the question, uh, how much of God do you have? All right. Amen. Yeah, Lord. Because uh, if you're looking for them, I would think if they had God in, they'll be in the place of where God is. Worshiping small G gods, the people. Hello, somebody. Hello, somebody. Because your work is hindered. Because you're looking at the people. You were looking at the many people. Now the people are not there anymore. What about the God that you serve? Did he miss his own worship service? Hello, somebody. Hello, somebody. But Jonathan said, hey, God can work by many or by few. In Jesus' name. Yes, that's good. Amen. And dare I say, he does the best of his work by few. It's so true. Hello, somebody. Because ask Gideon. He, you know, Gideon said, man, I got a warrior. I got soldiers to come. He said, hey, that's too many. Um, because I can't get glory from that because you'll say it was you who did as opposed to God telling folk to go home. I want a handful of folk and I'm going to get glory in it. Hello, somebody. It was 12 disciples. Hello, somebody. Just 12. Hello, somebody. Who turned the world upside down. 12. And in this text, it's only two. I remember back when I first came here, I thought people were just saying stuff. They, they used to always say, oh, that church just got five members. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Huh. 
How many gods do they have? Mm, all right. Ooh, ooh, mm. How many gods do they have? They, if they have one god, the one god, hello somebody, they are as powerful as we are. Hello somebody, because it's about God and not the people. Hello somebody. Amen. Two people in the text made a difference. I got to tell you the end of the story because I'm out of time. Ah, the end of the story was is that Jonathan asked his armor bearer and his armor bearer signed off the young armor bearer that, uh, and he said yes uh, let us go on up uh, oh, and attack uh, the Philistines uh, uh, those uncircumcised men uh, and Jonathan uh, and his armor bearer went on up uh, to the Philistine camp uh, and the Bible says uh, that those to uh, kill 20 warriors uh, in the camp uh, and cause a panic uh, and that cause uh, an earthquake. Uh, oh, two kill 20 uh, and those 20 oh, got used to cause an earthquake uh, and the whole camp, uh, it doesn't give the number, but it seems like it probably was thousands of soldiers. Uh, oh, because two people decided to go up with God. Uh, oh, kill 20 and thousands uh, flee the battlefield. Hello, so much so that Saul and Nehemiah, they were at a high elevation and they began to see oh, those soldiers run and that's when they decide to get in the battle. Hello, uh, just move. Uh, oh, first. Uh, and everybody else, uh, oh, man and woman of God, uh, will catch up uh, because God wants uh, to be glorified uh, in and with you, uh, with your true. Uh, oh, just move. Uh, and everybody else uh, will catch up later. Uh, they got to victory because two young people decided to move. Uh, two young people decided to go up. Uh, two young people decided to trust God. Uh, and two, uh, oh, kill 20. And that the victory caused uh, thousands of soldiers uh, to run because God, uh, oh, commanded an earthquake. Hello, God was falling. And the whole army couldn't stand against it. I said, God was for them. And because they stepped out in faith, God had to work. God had to move. God had to protect. God had to fight. Because they believed. Oh, Bethlehem, will you believe that the best of what God has to offer to Bethlehem is yet to come. The best is not in the past, but the best is in the future. Can you believe? I believe. Always had belief. Was praying for revival when this place was full. And when I prayed for revival, God decided all that he needed in order for revival to happen. He needed to subtract and divide before he asked and multiply because he had too many folk here who didn't believe. Too many folk here who were playing church. Too many folk here who looked like they were saved but wasn't acting like they were saved. Oh, God says Bethlehem be formidable. It's time for you to step out in faith. It's time 
time uh, for you to move uh, in Jesus' name. All right. Amen. In Jesus' name. And lastly, this last example. Is anything too hard for the Lord? Question mark. As we make our observation here, in the context of Sarah, this question posed me as odd. And you see, it's odd. Because number one, um, Sarah is 89 years old. And God promised her that she would have a child when she was 65. It's 24 years later. God made that promise. But what's unique about this question is, he didn't say, is mm -hmm. it impossible for me to uh, enable you to have a child? Mm -hmm. Now, this is an open-ended question. All right. Which, which in our application process, that means we can apply it. All right, yeah, yeah. He didn't say, Good. is it impossible for me to make you at 89, give birth. Mm -hmm. he, he posed the question, is there anything too hard, too hard for God? Yeah. Hello, somebody. Is there anything too hard for God? And, and Sarah mm -hmm. laughed when she heard that God was about to enable her to give birth. Because it was utterly impossible. He promised her that she would have the child past childbearing age. Right. They say 35 years old is a, 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 a woman's mm -hmm. womb is generic. Geriatric. Geriatric, thank you. <laughs> um, but she's 65. She may have already went through menopause. Oh, yeah. Well. Which would mean that it was utterly impossible. No chance whatsoever. And then God had the audacity to have her wait. Oh, 25 years, so much to the point. And this has to do with what's going on in our world today. Wow. 11 years later, as they, were work, was, as they were waiting on the promises of God, what did Sarah do? Mm, all right. Sarah came up Everybody with a plan. Mm -hmm. I'm going to give you my handmaid. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Right. Surrogate. She was going to be oh, a surrogate. Go ahead. Go ahead. Yes, sir. Except there wouldn't be a petri dish. Hello, somebody. Like, <laughs> right. Abraham was going to be the petri dish. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. And guess what Sarah did? She gave up. And guess what? Hagar in that 11th year gave birth. 11th mm -hmm. year to who? Ishmael. Ishmael. Mm -hmm. Okay. Mm. Ishmael. So. Ah, when Ishmael was 14 years old, mm -hmm. God stepped up on the promises of God and enabled him to give birth to who? Isaac. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. 
Have y'all ever heard about Ishmael and Isaac? Oh, yeah, all the time. Hello, sir. <laughs> Amen. Somebody say all the time. Why, why, why have you heard about Ishmael and Isaac? Israel and Egypt. Israel and Hamas. Hello, somebody. Israel and Iran. Hello, somebody. Amen. They say today, Isaac and Ishmael are still fighting today. Amen. Because Ishmael people mm. are the Palestines. Right. And Isaac people are, are the Jews. Mm. They're still fighting right. to this day. Mm. What's the name of the group they call a terrorist group that attacked Israel? Hamas. Hamas. They say Hamas is a de facto government in Gaza of the Palestines. Mm -hmm. and they attacked and took those hostages. Most of the world said that they are a terrorist group. But for the Palestinians, and that's why they are, they are marching today. They represent them. They're marching today, even in New York, in the UK. Yeah, college campuses all over the world. Ishmael and Isaac is still fighting today because Sarah didn't believe God. Because Sarah tried to help God out and Abraham tried to help God out. Oh, don't you know it's detrimental to your life to not believe what God says is true. It's detrimental to your life. Oh, to not believe that God can work and move on your behalf. Even after 11 years of waiting on the promises of God. Even after oh, 24 years of waiting on the promises of God. If it's been 11 years, if it's been 24 years, if God said it, you better believe that it will be so in Jesus' name. I said in Jesus' name. Some of you are tired of waiting. Don't ever get tired of waiting because you'll compromise the word of God and it'll mess up our world because you compromise the word of God. Keep Believe it, keep standing, keep having faith in the God that you serve, in Jesus' name, because nothing is too hard for our Lord. I said nothing is too hard for our Lord, bend the hand. In Jesus' name, I got to go, I got to go, I'm out of time. All right. All lights close, heads about saints of prayer. Before we close, I want to make sure that you believe. Jesus said in the Sunday school, if you've seen me, you've seen the Father. Amen. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. That's why he could say that in John 3.16. If you've seen me, you've seen the Father. Because Jesus is God's only begotten son that whosoever believes in him shall not perish but have everlasting life. Hello, somebody. And if you're here today and you don't ever remember giving your life to Jesus Christ, it's time for you to believe. Just slip out of your seat and come forth and we will lead you into what I call a disciple's prayer. All you have to do is pray that and believe that God is, that Jesus is God's only son.
that he died for your sins, was buried and raised again on the third day so that today you may be saved. Is there one today who wants to believe in the God that I serve? Slip out of your seat right now. Say, I want to give my life to Jesus Christ. Is there one? Undoubtedly during our times, most of us may already know him, but we do this just in case. Is there one today? Is there one today? I want you to know that you don't have to come in public. You can come in private like Nicodemus said. You're listening to a word from the Lord, the podcast. Again, my name is Pastor Michael E. Tan. And before we leave today's program, I want to take this opportunity to let you know the greatest story ever told. The Bible says that God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believes in him shall not perish, but have everlasting life. And if you're listening, you don't ever remember a time where you've prayed that prayer of salvation, where you ask Jesus Christ to be in your heart, uh, to come into your heart, where you believe that he died for your sins, was buried and raised again on the third day, then today can be that time. All you have to do is pray after me or pray with me this prayer. Dear Lord Jesus, I come today believing that you are God's only son and God's only way to enter into a personal relationship. I believe today that Jesus is God's only son, that he was buried and raised again on the third day so that today I may be saved. Come into my heart, come into my life, take over my will. In Jesus' name, amen. And praise the Lord. If you prayed that prayer for the first time, you're anywhere near Paul's Valley, Oklahoma. You've been born into the body of Christ right here at the Bethlehem Baptist Church. I want to see you in the service this coming Sunday at the 11 a.m. service. We start at 11 o'clock. Bring a family member or a friend. And I'm not inviting you to church. I'm telling you to come home because you've been born into the body of Christ right here. And if you are not in Paul's Valley, Oklahoma or driving distance, we're praying that you will find a church home. That's your priority right now. You have to find a church home. Holy Spirit, which was given to you when you pray that prayer, is going to lead and guide you to the right place. And in that place, after the preach, preach, I want you to go down and let them know you've prayed to accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, and you need a church home. Again, I want to thank you for listening to A Word from the Lord. Again, visit our website at awftl with drmichaelkimberleyeton.org. Get to know our vision. And also there, you can support our ministry. If God has moved this, moved in a way that you just have to give, visit that website, awftl with pastormichaelkimberleyeton.org. We have several ways that you can give to PayPal, paypal.me backslash a word from the Lord. We have also Cash App, a dollar sign, a word from the Lord. And also there are books that you can buy to support the ministry. This month, uh, we're adding or letting you, making available uh, 
John on the Run, which is a series that I am preaching on the Word from the Lord TV. So you can get that book or Secret to Your Best Life. Visit the website and support us. We want to thank you for listening today. And may God bless you and keep you is my prayer.